calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. It's Mr. Snooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, bringing you Flues Mania, the fun-filled Flues challenge for kiddos of all ages. You know how I just love trivia. It's one of my favourite things. Well, it's between that and writing new health and safety regulations. But today is trivia day. So, let's get stuck in, shall we? Today, Flu's Mania Trivia is all about world records. Fizzies don't really have world records, but we do have Flu'sville records, which are really quite astonishing. For example, the fastest a fizzy has ever eaten a fizz bar was 0.004529 seconds. But I think it was a little unfair. Franny's nose hose has a mind of its own. World record question number one. How many teddy bears are there in the world's largest teddy bear collection? Is it 532 or 4,871 or 20,367? Well, I tell you this for nothing. If I had 532 teddy bears, I'd be run out of house and home. As it is, my place is already filled with filing cabinets and manila folders. Mind you, that is by choice. There's something so calming about that colour, isn't there? Manila. Hmm. Oh, maybe I do hold a world record. The most manila folders in a single person dwelling. I'll get counting and let you know, but honestly, they might as well just hand me the award immediately. Now, on to the answer. How many teddy bears are there in the world's largest teddy bear collection? Is it 532, or 4,871, or 20,367? The answer is... 
20,367. This world record is held by Aronsky Itzvane in Hungary. Lucky they're not real bears, or they'd be very hungry. <laughs> Alright, focus up, Schnoozy. Focus up. On to the second question. What is the world record for the most spoons balanced on someone's face? Is it 13, 31, or 3,331.313? I mean, people must be very bored balancing spoons on their face. What an obscene and flagrant disregard for society. Clearly not participating in production of fizz bars. I mean... It's not like 13 or 31 is really that impressive. I certainly would be able to beat it. I'm sure of that. But, uh, I would never even try. I mean, uh... <laughs> okay, let me get a couple. Okay. One. Two. Three. Ah! <clears throat> Sorry, there was some uh, technical difficulties there. Now, I hope you're ready for the answer. What's the world record for the most spoons balanced on someone's face? Is it 13 or 31 or 3331.313? The answer is 31. I don't know anyone with a face that big. Moving on to question number three. We've got a lot of records to cover. What's the world record for most ice cream scoops balanced on a single cone? Is it 12 or 25 or 125? You know, that reminds me, we actually tried this world record in Fluesville for our Fluesville records. The highest we got was two scoops. I know it doesn't sound that impressive, but to be fair, we shouldn't have actually attempted the record around Waffle and Martha. They crowned themselves official ice cream taste testers that day, and they decided they would taste test all the ice cream till there was none left. Now let's just find out the answer. What's the world record for the most ice cream scoops balanced on a single cone? Is it 12 or 25 or 125? The answer is 125! Wow, now that's a big dessert. Shame I'm not great with lactose. That'd be a big problem. Question number four. How long is the world's longest moustache? Is it two feet long? Or six feet long? Or 14 feet long? Good lord, people don't understand how vital efficiency is. How on earth would you ever get to work if you're busy combing a two-foot moustache, let alone a six-foot one? And don't even get me started on one that's 14 feet! You'd need a personal moustache manager. How much money would a magnificent moustache manager make, do you wonder? Too much, that's what. It's significantly cheaper to just buy one razor. All right, Mr. Schnooze, take a deep breath and out. The moustache does not control you. Just answer the question. All right, are you ready for the answer? How long is the world's longest moustache? Is it two feet long or six feet long or 14 feet long? 
The answer is 14 feet long. This record is held by Ram Singh from India. Goodness me, Mr. Singh. Seems like you need a real hobby. Now, question number five. Get ready for this one. What is the world record for the most soda cans opened in one minute? Is it 11, 35 or 6 million? Bob the station manager, it's obviously not 6 million. You've really got to be serious with this trivia game. Do you think games are supposed to be fun? Focus up, Bob. Mind you, if someone could open 6 million cans in one minute, they'd be incredible and quite an asset to any assembly line. Maybe I can hold that competition in Flusville and finally hire some efficient team members. All right, we'll come back to that. But first, let's find out. What is the world record for the most soda cans opened in one minute? Is it 11, 35 or 6 million? The answer is 35. In one minute, now that is quick. This record is held by... Wait a minute, Bob the station manager, is this another joke? No. This world record is held by a macaw. A bird named Zack, who broke the world record in 2012 in San Jose. But if he really is that fast, maybe I could get rid of Waffle and Martha and hire an entire aviary of macaws. That does sound pretty realistic, if you ask me. But it also sounds very, uh, and how do I put this politely? Messy. We've only got two questions left. I hope you've got your thinking caps on, because away we go. Question number six. How tall is the world's tallest hat? Is it two foot three inches? Or is it three foot five inches? Or is it 15 foot 9 inches? Bob, I told you, no more joke answers. Trivia is a very serious business, and I have to write up an official letter of mild frustration. So help me, Bob, I'll... What? Uh, for those playing at home, Bob is gesturing to me to just read the answer. I don't see why. He's obviously messed with it. All right, here it is. The world's tallest hat is 15 foot 9 inches. Oh my goodness, Bob. You really were telling the truth. And the person who built it, Odalon Ozar, had far too much spare time. All right, only one more world record left and we'll be all done with our world record triviaton. Are you ready? Because here we go. Question number seven. What's the world record for the longest time someone held a note while singing? Did they hold the note for 14 seconds, 1 minute and 52 seconds, or 3 weeks and 45 minutes? Hmm, well, I'm not a singer, but surely holding a note is easy as pie. <laughs> I'll do it right now. <clears throat> La. <clears throat> All right, let's just ignore that and move right along. What's the world record for the longest time someone held a note while singing? Did they hold the note for 14 seconds, 
1 minute and 52 seconds, or 3 weeks and 45 minutes? The answer is... 1 minute and 52 seconds! Now that is impressive lung capacity. How long can you hold a singing note? Ah, but would you look at the time? You've got to try that on your own time. We've got work to do here in Fluesville, and after that delightful and challenging trivia-thon, I want to know how many you got right. I hope you got them all, but if you didn't, you can always listen to our next Trivia-thon show and try again. Hello, it's Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, bringing you Flues Mania, the fun-filled Flues Challenge for kiddos of all ages. You know that I absolutely adore trivia. It's one of my most favourite things. Well, to be perfectly honest, my most favourite thing is the music of Kenny G, but today is a trivia day, so let's get stuck in. Today, Fluesmania Trivia is all about inventions. Fizzies love inventing things. For example, I invented the fizz bar, and Waffle and Martha invented my stress-induced headaches. Goodness me, every single thing we know today had to be invented by, well, someone. The motor car, the air fryer, the little eraser at the end of pencils. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, I've got seven big questions, so fasten your seatbelts, kids of all ages. Here we go! Invention question number one. A can opener is obviously used to open cans, but how long after the can was invented did the actual opener get built? Was it one week, 18 months, or 48 years? I wonder if I could put fizz bars in cans. Maybe make a, a fizz bar soda, or a fizz bar smoothie, or a piping hot fizz bar soup. <laughs> I'll note that one down and have a chat with Norm. Gosh, we really could take over the world with fizz bar barbecue bisque. Uh, what's that, Bob, the station manager? Ah, right, the trivia. Anywho, how long after the can was invented did the can opener get invented? Was it one week, 18 months, or 48 years? <laughs> Doesn't that sound ridiculous? Well, let's find out. The answer is 48 years. Can opener was built by Ezra J. Warner in 1958. Wait a minute! For 48 years, people were putting things in cans and just couldn't get them out. Why did they keep doing it? That's preposterous. On to the second question. What came first? The traffic light or the motor car? This is another ludicrous question. Bob, the station manager, did you put this question together as some form of juvenile prank? Is this supposed to be funny? You might as well ask what came first, humans or the TV series Gilmore Girls? I swear you'll be the death of me, Bob. What? I'll read it. Yes, yes, I'll read it. Here's the answer. What came first, the traffic light or the motor car? The answer is... The traffic light? 
why on earth? I suppose maybe people needed to invent something while they waited for all their cans to get opened. The first traffic lights were invented to control the congestion on busy streets made from pedestrians and the large number of horse-drawn carriages. Well, shut me up. Don't smile at that, Bob. Moving on to question number three. Who invented the scissors? Was it Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio, or my cousin Leonardo who lives in a small town in Australia called Wollongong? As much as he'd like me to believe it, my cousin Leonardo is a compulsive liar. He once told me that in Australia that people don't have cars. Everyone has their own private kangaroo. You hop in the pouch, give him a fiver, and off you go. And I happen to know that that's definitely not true. It'd have to be a tenor at least. Now where was I? Oh yes! Who invented the scissors? Was it Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio, or my cousin Leonardo who lives in a small town in Australia called Wollongong? The answer is Leonardo da Vinci! Would you look at that? We're already through three questions. Question number four. If you look in a toolbox, you're likely to come across a wrench used for tightening nuts and bolts. The question is, who invented the wrench? Was it a car mechanic, a dentist, or a boxing heavyweight champion? Who wrote these blooming questions? I'll tell you this for nothing. I'm glad my dentist doesn't use a wrench. I don't think there's enough Novocaine in the world to get me through that but he does have a wide variety of screwdrivers. Hmm. Anyway, who invented the wrench? Was it a car mechanic, a dentist, or a boxing heavyweight champion? The answer is a man named Jack Johnson in 1922, and he was a boxing heavyweight champion. Oh, I'll tell you this, if he ran round with a wrench, I wouldn't want to try fighting him. Question number five. I've got a very sweet trivia question for you. A woman named Ruth Wakefield invented chocolate chip cookies. She then sold the idea to Nestle Tollhouse, but she didn't sell the idea for money. What did she sell it in exchange for? I'm not going to give you options. I'm just going to give you a minute to guess. What is it she sold the chocolate chip cookie recipe in exchange for? But chocolate chip cookies are probably the second best invention of all time. Behind fizz bars, of course. Is that enough time? Have you guessed yet? Well, let's find out. Ruth Wakefield invented chocolate chip cookies. She sold the idea to Nestle Toll House for... Drum roll, please. A lifetime supply of chocolate. Now, that sounds good to me. You can certainly make a lot of chocolate chip cookies with that. Only two questions left. I hope you've got your thinking caps on because here we go. Question number six. A man named Gunpei Yokoi was the inventor of the very popular Nintendo Game Boy, but he didn't start out at Nintendo as an inventor. What was Gunpei's original job at Nintendo? 
Have a guess, but it is a tricky one. Maybe he was uh, an office clerk. Maybe he was assistant to the president. Oh, I know, he was probably a designer. They're the only options, really. I don't even need to look at the answer. But I suppose before Bob the station manager gets ahead on him, let's find out. The inventor of the Nintendo Game Boy, Gunpai Yokoi, started out at Nintendo as the janitor. Would you look at that? Seems like good ideas can come from almost anywhere. Yes, almost anywhere Waffle and Martha aren't coming up with a Game Boy anytime soon. Only one more question left and we'll be all done with our invention trivia-thon. Are you ready? Here we go. Question number seven. Where was the whoopee cushion invented? Was it Japan or Africa or ancient Rome? Well, there's no way to get out of it, I suppose. I'll have to try and see if they still work. Here we go. I'll place the whoopee cushion here. And... Uh, please don't take this out of context, Bob the station manager. I'm sitting on a whoopee cushion. And it turns out they certainly do still work. Thank you very much. All right. Now, where was the whoopee cushion invented? Was it Japan or Africa or ancient Rome? The answer is ancient Rome. Yes, this little fart machine was invented in the 10th century by a 14-year-old Roman emperor. (laughs) I guess they have a lot more spare time in ancient Rome than we do here at a very important factory. And there you have it. Seven amazing and inventive answers on Fluesmania trivia, just for you. How many did you get right? I hope you got them all. But if you didn't, you can always listen and try out trivia next time. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, bringing you Fluesmania, the fun-filled Flues challenge for kiddos of all ages. You know how I love trivia. It's one of my favourite things. Well, it's between that and having people work non-union. But today is a trivia day. So let's get stuck in, shall we? I have had a very busy week, so thought it could indeed be appropriate to make our Fluismania trivia a very chill session. And by that I mean, today's trivia ton is all about the Arctic. 
<laughs> Got you there, didn't I? Uh, put your skates on, because here we go. Arctic question number one. True or false? Despite its freezing temperatures, this icy, snowy, frigid land is home to over four million people. Is that true or false? Well, I'll tell you this for nothing. If someone asked me to live in a country that's colder than my freezer, I'd tell them to go jump in Lake Fizzy. You couldn't run a successful factory in a winter wonderland like that. Although we've never made frozen fizz bars. Or fizz bar ice cream. Or what about fizz bar gazpacho? I'll make a note of that. Now let's see this answer. Despite its freezing temperatures, the Arctic is home to over 4 million people. Is that true or false? The answer is true. That's right. Despite a 24-7 sweater weather lifestyle, 4 million people call the Arctic home, including the native people, Inuits. On to question about the Arctic number two. The Arctic is home to a mysterious creature whose nickname is the Unicorn of the Sea. Which animal is it? A. A narwhal? B. A polar bear? Or C. A chimpanzee named Terence? His favourite film is Titanic or Sleepless in Seattle. He cannot decide. Bob, the station manager, I said to not let Waffle and Martha edit any of my questions. Oh, what am I to do? I wish I could give a pair of them a nickname. But it wouldn't be Unicorn of the Sea, I'll tell you that much. It'd more than likely be something that could not be broadcast. Uh, but Unicorn... I, hmm. I don't remember polar bears having horns. Or maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Well, I'm ready to find out. I hope you're ready for the answer. The Arctic is home to a mysterious creature whose nickname is the Unicorn of the Sea. Which animal is it? A. A narwhal. B. A polar bear. Or C. A chimpanzee named Terence. The answer is A. A narwhal. In case you're wondering now what the reason is, ah, oh dear Mr. Snooze, it's because those creatures have a tusk that grows from the front of their head that looks like a unicorn horn, has been crossed with a dugong. Now, moving on to question number three. We've got a lot of Arctic to find out about. Speaking of finding out, polar bears can only be found on one of Earth's poles. Where do polar bears live? The Arctic or the Antarctic? Now, this one is tricky. Actually, looking at my notes here, the name Arctic comes from the Greek word Arctos, which means bear. Uh, but it's not after polar bears, mind you. It's about the constellations you can see in the northern sky. Ursa Minor and Ursa Major, which means little bear and big bear. Uh, sure, yes, all of that's beautiful, but if it were up to me to name it based on what I saw, I would have called the place, Ah, run, big, white, scary bear, we're going to get eaten. Please help me, there's a lot of snow and ice around. 
uh, land. But that already seems a bit long and tough to fit on a postcard. Let's find out the answer. Where do polar bears live? The Arctic or the Antarctic? The answer is the Arctic. Antarctic comes from combining Arctos, which we know means bear, and anti, which means none. So Antarctica is literally translated to no bears. Uh, now that's a snappy name for a postcard. On to Arctic question number four. At the very North Pole, during the summer season, how long does the sun stay up in the sky? Is it A, one day like normal, then it comes back the next day? Or B, it stays up for two days at a time? Or C, the sun stays in the sky for 187 days and it doesn't set once? My goodness, some of these trivia questions are too easy. The sun must act exactly like normal. I bet my job that the sun stays in the sky for one day, then sets and comes back the next. Whoever heard of the sun behaving differently? Uh, suppose we should find out for argument's sake. Are you ready for the answer? At the North Pole, how long does the sun stay up? Is it A, one day like normal, or B, it stays up for two days at a time, or C, the sun stays in the sky for 187 days and doesn't set. The answer is, of course, 187 days. Uh, Bob, the station manager, that whole thing about me betting my job on the answer, that that can be edited out, right? You can cut that little bit. It's, I mean, it's not a contractual obligation, of course, nor is it a, a verbal contract of any sort. In fact, let's just not talk about it. Let's get back to the trivia. 187 days at a time sounds like a long time to stay awake. <laughs> Please, Bob, don't look at me like that. Uh, next Arctic question. How much of the world's water is in the Arctic? Is it 10% of the world's water? Or is it 99.562% of the world's water? Uh, what do you think, Bob the station manager? Uh, Bob? Uh, Bob, I'm just asking you a question. All right, he's faking being asleep, which I think is quite a... Uh, well, it's quite a cold response, given we're learning about the Arctic. <laughs> or maybe that's a nice homage to the Arctic. Yes, that's uh, that's how I choose to see it. All right, let's find out. How much of the world's water is in the Arctic? Is it 10% of the world's water? Or is it 99.562% of the world's water? The answer is 10%. Keep in mind, 10% of all the water in the whole world. My, that's a few cups to say the least. Ah, here we go, kiddos. Only two questions left. I hope you have your thinking caps ready to think about ice caps. Uh, thinking caps, ice caps. Uh, do you get the connection? It doesn't matter. Away we go. Question number six. How cold can it get in the Arctic? I'll give you a hint. It's definitely a negative. Take a guess here and we'll see how close you come. 
How cold can it get in the Arctic? You know, I'm going to guess as well. I will say very negative. That's my guess. Let's see how you did. Ready? Here is the answer. How cold can it get in the Arctic? The answer is a negative, both literally and metaphorically. The Arctic can get as cold as negative 70 degrees Celsius. That's negative 158 degrees Fahrenheit. Not the perfect place for an ice cream, but I think Waffle and Martha would probably try anyway. Imagine them with their tongue stuck to an ice cream, shivering like ice cubes down there, being chased by polar bears. Ah, isn't that a pretty picture? Uh, anyway, all right, only one more cool Arctic question left, and we'll be all done with Triviathon. Here we are, question number seven. If you go to the Arctic, would you see any penguins? Hmm, that seems like a drastically misleading question. It's far too simple. Regardless, I'm sure I could see a penguin in the Arctic. I mean, if I took a framed photograph of a penguin with me, I'd certainly see it. So the answer is 100% yes all the time if I had my framed penguin photograph. But would there be any real ones? Oh, eh, uh, maybe. Maybe there are uh, emperor penguins, or king penguins, or chin strap, or rock hopper, or erect crested penguins. Maybe even Australian little penguins, if they were on holiday. Uh, all right, let's find out. If you go to the Arctic, would you see any penguins? The answer is no. There are no penguins in the Arctic. Unless they took a wrong turn in the Galapagos and got very lost. <laughs> How do you expect a little bird in a tuxedo to get lost? And that's the end of our very chill Triviaton down here in Bluesville. How many trivia questions did you get right? Hmm? I hope you got them all. But if you didn't, you can always listen to our next trivia show and try again. Now, that brings us to the end of Fluesmania for today. Come back next time for the always popular Fluesmania Spelling Bee, the most popular spelling bee in Fluesville, hosted by uh, yours truly. And while you're waiting, there are a whole bunch of other Go Kid Go shows set in Pflugerville. Why, there's Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, and The Story Train. Find them wherever you get your podcasts. But it's not up to me to tell you. Do a bit of your own work. Just remember one thing. Flusville is a secret. Don't go telling everyone about it or we'll be overrun with kids while we're trying to work. Until next time, this is Mr. Schnooze signing off. Teta for now. Go, kid, go. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. 
The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes.